There is a fifth dimension. A dimension of sound. Damn it, Frank! We tell him to be quiet. I spill my hot cup of Uranus again. A dimension of sight. Hey, Arch. I'm gonna sock you in the puss. A dimension of mind. Nan Adams, is that you? Ah! Ah! Next stop, the Twilight Zone. Hey guys, <laughs> how you doing? No. Welcome. To the no. fifth dimension of Twilight Zone no. podcast. I'm starting no. smooth. I'm going to be a smooth talker today because, you know, it's the end of the season. We're not talking about the fifth dimension or the Twilight Zone or Ryan's only favorite podcast. Are we doing this? We're for talking right about, now? huh? What the hell's going on? <laughs> it's like, is this I figure, like I figure we start yeah. like, you know, like most podcasts do where there's just no random, uh, you know, they don't have like an opening. They just start, they're just going Hey guys, uh, hit that subscribe button. Make sure to like it. We're talking about crazy shit today, and you need to be here for it, man. The anals of the fifth dimension. Talking anal. The Twilight Zone anal cast. <laughs> Jacob's all about it. So anyways, how are we doing, guys? We're back for the last episode of the third season. This is, uh, you know, before we get to the trenches of the real craziness that is uh, the Twilight Zone, you know, the greatest, greatest series of all time. How are you doing? How's I'm life? not ready. I'm not ready either. Trip, hold me. I'm hold not me. ready Trip. to go. Hold me, Trip. <laughs> no, no. Hold you me, stay, stay, stay hold away. Me, stay away. Stay away. Stay away. Ah. Oh, shit. I think I broke my mic. Oh, no, I didn't. Ah. What did I do? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. He's in the Twilight Zone. I know, right? Ah. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. I have a cat in front of me. He is wanting to play with this little piece of plastic. Because that's what cats do. Like bottle tops? Yeah, exactly. Like bottle yeah. caps and stuff. Like you'll hear it like in the kitchen. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh funny. Like you buy all these cats expensive stuff, and all it takes is a piece of plastic from the cheese. Yeah, the no cheese shit, thing. Sherlock. It's like yep. crazy. It's like, like kids. Children. You get them all this stuff at Christmas, and they play with the fucking box. Right, right. Um, That's the best so, toy. Hey, exactly. Why not just but, buy them a box then? Because then he has plenty of boxes. You'd he have to. Them. You'd have to have a box for the box, though, because that way... Boxing day. Yes, that's true. There you go. Ah, exactly. Ha. 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 So, anyways, ah. guys. Did you know Owen Wilson's <laughs> going to be in the Legend of Zelda movie? <laughs> is he really? Is he going to be, is he gonna be uh, Navi or Navi? Was it the little... The little uh, no, that's fairy? Andy Serkis. I saw it. Really? I saw it. In oh, yeah, that. Yeah, that thing. <laughs> Is he playing Ganondorf? Wow. I'm going to defeat did. you, League. Wow. I know this has nothing to do with the podcast, but it zoomed in on him. I was just like, wow. And then it did it. And I was like, ah, I had to send this to them. <laughs> yeah. He, when they go on Orlando Bloom and they look at him and he goes, ah! <laughs> he's like, how is that going to Isaacot? Anyway, no, uh, apparently the guy who directed. Was it the new Planet of the Apes is going to be directed in The Legend of Zelda? I think for Netflix or some shit. That's what I hear. Really? Peter Jackson should do it. Just don't make it a three-part series. Yeah, because that worked out so well with The Hobbits. It did. It worked he's, all he, so well. He's 50-50. It worked out pretty good with Lord of the Rings. Hobbit. Mm. Yeah, oh, but when you give a guy money, movies. it all goes downhill. Anyways, guys, we're finished with the third season of The Twilight Zone. Yay! 
it's uh it's Ooh. over it's done it, we're I, I honestly when we first started this podcast trip i didn't know how long we last and here we are at the fourth season two channels <laughs> two channels have have tumbled <laughs> yeah two channels have tumbled oh this shit podcast yet stands i think uh, uh my theater's changed about three times but you know <laughs> i'm still kind of here yeah, I guess uh, Trim's been trying to take over my uh, my my review channel. Uh, what are you talking loading. about? I don't want the Bikini Emporium. I can barely Bikini keep up with Emporium. my theater. Yeah, I've gone from I've gone from uh, Wonder Emporium to Bikini Emporium to uh, was it Porn Emporium? Come on, Trip. Oh, the Bikini what Emporium. Happened what happened to you, Trip? What happened to you, Trip? Um, Gosh, I am not the woman I once was. Apparently. I mean, yeah, you got just to, a giant you, you pile got to of transitions in the first since the first Damn. season. Yeah, Triv Triv claims she's a big pile of shit, but we love her, Triv. We love our Triv. Yeah, great. Triv, don't lie. So, guys, third season was a was it was it a shit show? Was it not a shit show? What do we? I think? mean, our list is a shit show, but it's a fun shit show. I mean, it's it's a show. It's. A sh- it's- the least of the three seasons that we've had so far. That's how I feel. But then we talk about some great episodes in it. Oh, absolutely. But I think we've talked about this a couple of times, especially on the uh, on the downswing for this season. I feel like this season wasn't that great, but then there were some great things in it. And I feel like it well, took we say, five years we, to get through. <laughs> well, yeah. You know what? You know what this that. season? You know what this season kind of reminded me of? It's like the and I. It's not the right way to state it, but it's the closest thing I can think of. It's like the middle movie of a trilogy. You know, there's there's some really good parts, but overall it's just a lot of walking. Well, like I mean, I think this season's issue, okay, like season 1 and 2, all seasons have bad ones and good ones. But I think they were kind of like intermingled together pretty well. Like you'd have a really bad one, but then you'd have a really good one, then you'd have an okay one, then you'd have a regular one, you know. This season it seemed like they would have like a long stretch of just mediocrity. And then you'd have a stretch of like pretty good ones. So it was like, I think the stretches of mediocrity is what made it feel so long and like it was bad because there were more stretches of not necessarily bad, just kind of, yeah, it's fine. You know what this, you know what this season reminded me of? It reminded me of like, you know, the first part was, you know, the hobbits walking. The second part was the trees talking to each other for eight hours. And the third part was, uh, you know, Helm's Deep and the trees throwing stuff at Isengard and, you know, but it was I all mean, mixed consider- up and jumbled into a blender. I third mean, part con- well, yeah, cons- the fields consider- of Minas Tirith. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was going to say, considering the last, like, four or five episodes of the season, I'm not sure you can say that that it's Helm's Deep because Helm's Deep is pretty badass and those last four episodes were not Well, badass. I mean, to be fair, Triv, season yes. four would be they're trying to light the, light the uh, flames of Gondor. Or is it Gondor or uh, oh. Sildor? Was it? They're Denethor. trying to signal Gondor. Um, yeah, I still stand by the fields of Minas Tirith from Return of the King were still the most the most badass scenes in the trilogy. Is that what the ones with the big elephants? Yeah, the end, okay. pretty much of Return of the King. That whole second half the of the movie, six hour like long battle sequence, that <laughs> battle <was amazing>. there, <laughs> battle here, and the whole fields of Minas Tirith compared to Helm's Deep. You know what season four is? That will lead the season. Season four is basically Denethor has taken over the uh, the podcast and the the uh, the was it the uh, uh, Sauron's people are starting to 
like launched towards uh Gondor. That's what season four is. Is he be. sitting there like eating fruit and it's like squishing all over his face? Yeah, exactly. And then uh, you know, uh Theoden is is like his decrepit skate, he's like Aah. you know, that type of thing. He's the steward of Gondor. So are we are we now like a Lord of the Rings podcast? Let's do it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> we're we're gonna be the Lord of the Who. Lord you mean of, the Lord of the Twilight? No, Lord the Lord of the, of the Who. Twilight Lords of the Who. <laughs> <laughs> the Episode dimension one. of Fifth. Episode one, a Phantom Last Jedi. Oh good lord. Well. <laughs> It's like that one um Episode that one, one it's like a star wars Phantom toy but it's darkness. like it, it's got like like star trek and then it's got like yeah. um harry it's potter like and chinese like, knockoff yeah but it's like all of the the the, the high fantasy stuff kind of tossed into the yeah. thing right the right prisoner of the phantoms of the darkness of the hollow definitely hollows yeah dark dark <laughs> christmas of the dark yeah dark killer christmas raccoons too we call it blazing blazing who's dark dark blazing who was <laughs> or dark who was darkness saddles. of the darkest dark dark exactly um so anyways uh all that nonsense aside so season three has some of the most memorable and some of the most least memorable episodes um I was looking down the list as I was putting this together tonight as we were watching blazing saddles you know how you know you've been on a season too long when, when you forget that the jungle was in your season. Oh my this god! Season three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you if you I look at the list, that. it's crazy. So are these in order of like they're in the order of our list, right? They're not in the order that they came out. No, no. The second number is the order that they came out, right? No, the second number is the number on our actual list. This is the li- This is the order of like where it would rank in for season three. What? What? No, like okay, so you have like one. So so the shelter is is the. Is number one on our ranking for the season three, but it's number yeah. three on our actual ranking list. Oh, okay. So this has nothing to do with the how they came out. Right. Okay. No. Gotcha. Gotcha. Where we ranked it, where it ranks on the main list. Okay. Yeah. So it's technically gotcha. the shelter is number one on our season three rankings. And mm-hmm. uh yeah. Like to serve so, man under the shelter. I yeah. thought I thought shelter was better than to serve man. Myself. I yeah. And Des had revisited. I know that was a uh jacob jacob just doesn't like it (laughs) it's odd because i really not enjoy i'm very interested in that era and that kind of stuff and all that but i don't know i mean there were there were parts of it that you could definitely look at and say it was a little bit overdone but i think that's kind Mm -hmm. of the way that stuff like when they were talking that it was talked about where it had to be a little more over the top yeah you're not german are you (laughs) my the main (laughs) my main uh uh uh, origin of blood that flows to my body is actually African. Oh, yeah? Really? <laughs> yeah, I'm French. Oh, got it. I'm a French African. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say I'm German and Dutch, so I'm a Dutch and Italian. Actually, I'm German. I'm German, Dutch, Italian. So I think I'm like the two third of the most axis. in my third most in my blood is a uh, Brit British. So French African with a sprinkle of Brit. That's going to be an interesting salad right there. You imagine the menage a trois. I'm not saying anything. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob, Jacob's like ancestry is like a French and a French and African and an Englishman get together. <laughs> it's menage. Ah! Menage. Oh. <laughs> menage. Ah! 
Menage. Like a menage. Menage, oui, oui. Menage quoi? It's a menage penis stretcher. Yeah. You sound like you're from London. <laughs> That's what I do. Uh, I got my channel. So... We stretch penises. <laughs> So yeah, so uh, the shelter penis stretcher or the penis stretcher shelter, uh, death shelter, head, penis, penis shelter, <laughs> penis head, <laughs> penis head. Oh God, it. here we go again. The whole the whole hour is just gonna be this. Well, we gotta, we gotta make up an hour stretcher. for something. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! <laughs> so the third season is uh, quite a conundrum because. Like, where would you guys rank this season compared to like the first two seasons? Would it be like one, two, three, two, one, three, three, one, two? Eight, six, seven, five, three, oh, nine. Definitely be three. I gotta say, at least half of these episodes, I'm looking at the list we got here. The bottom half are all at least forgettable. None of them, like, I'm like, oh, yeah, that was one. That was great. The bottom half, at least for me. Okay. Okay. First off, Jacob, I am, I am very ashamed of you. Because how can you look <laughs> at a piano in the, the house? house? You know, title not... alone. That one gets a pass. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> but like all the, like from 18 down, it's just like m- mediocre, just eh, at best. And well, I think you that's noticed... the problem with the season. Because it has some great ones here too. We got to serve man. We got sheltered. That's ever visited. Little girl lost. You know, lots of really great episodes. But they don't quite outweigh that bottom 18. And that doesn't mean everything above 18 is great. It's just everything under 18 is just eh. Or worse. Well, you want to see something ironic? Uh, I mean, if you go from uh, the changing of the guard to the passenger... Or passerby, look what look what the uh, look what it makes up. It makes up 69, 70, 71, 72, 74, oh, yeah, 75, that's crazy. 60, 78, 79. We had so a like 70s the whole entire 70s. boner for here, I tell you. Yeah, but it's like that. We have like Always 98, 99, 100, 96. So it is it's it shows you that the level of quality for the Twilight Zone in the third season was a little rough around the edges. But you know, I will also well, even... say that in mind, we do, and I. I understand that it's not as it's more heavily sprinkled on the back half, but it is sprinkled across like all 100, you know, it's it every, every like 10 or every area has representation. We have equal yeah. representation here. Uh, right. I mean, you've got four in the twenties, you've got four in the 30 or no five in the thirties. You've got um, three in the forties, like it, and it's, it's high end and it's low end that have the most. Yeah. Well, I, and there's just not as many like just looking at it flat out like truly for me for me truly like wow like t- really truly memorable episodes when compared to the fir- what we've already seen the first two seasons in this one like I feel I'd have to see the lineup of the other ones like this I feel like there's just not as many like truly memorable episodes like some of the other episodes in the middle are good the grave yeah it was, it was good once upon a time, I don't remember the little people. That was, that was fine. Five characters in search of an egg. That's really right there. Seven and up are all pretty memorable, pretty pretty solid ass episodes. But from eight down, eight to eighteen are 
they're good, but I'm not going to sit here and be like, yeah, that's the one. Somebody says, tell me about the Twilight Zone. I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, well, the, the dummy, you know, and, and I don't even remember that one. And, and person or persons unknown. It's a terrible name. <laughs> uh, but well, I think uh, season three probably has two of the most memorable episodes when it comes to Sir Man and uh, five characters in search of an exit. Well, yeah, that's what I'm a saying. Like people, it's top yeah. seven, they're really, for the most part, really memorable. But you know, I would disagree with you on a couple things. You look at like a game of pool, the dummy kick a can, kick to kick a can, or sorry, kick the, kick can. the can. Like those are ones where, like, when the marathons come up, and I'm not. The ones that are are like in the hearts of people, I think because they have like a character or a situation that's very like it it, it has that distinction. Like the dummy has a real solid distinction. Those are the ones that show up on the Twilight Zone marathons. They're the ones that people look for. They're kind of those ones that define for a lot of just average viewers what the Twilight Zone is. Yes, but I got to call you on one. I'll, I'll, I'm with you on all those. Kick the can. Why is Kick the Can as famous as it is? I think it's probably just as much the movie. Like, I think it's probably just as much the movie as anything. That's what I'm saying. I think Kick the Can is well known and, or for me at least, well known and popular. But but is it though? Because it was in the movie. If you want to talk about the movie, movie, yeah. Well, no. What I'm saying was the movie, uh, movie's version of Kick the Can is not well received or well regarded. So I don't. But it is still one that's in the public conscience because it has more than just. This I think the only reason that, more reach that, than the yeah. other. Well, I think the only re- reason it has any type of significance is because Steven Spielberg directed it, but I don't think it. I mean, well, kick the can. I think I think it was just because it, it was. Well, well I think message, it was just because it was sacred sweet episode type. Well, of thing. it's a, it's also I mean, like you say, it's a message of it. It's a message that to the generation that came up with this, it probably did resonate quite hard, and that kind of came down through the era too. I mean, why is changing the guard like number three on the Pace magazine or whatever IMDb? It was number twenty-two. I mean, yeah, but like we we all because because it has yeah I like that one right. Well, it has that it has number twenty-two on the IMDb list because it has that same like feeling, regardless of how we feel about it one way or the other. It still has that that appeal to people. I think it has genuineness to it. Yeah. I know you... Nick really was hung up on the suicide thing, <laughs> but I think that I just don't like suicide. The way that it played out in the end had a genuineness to it that we don't always get, and I don't mean that in a negative way to the ones that don't have that genuineness because it's storytelling, it's it's fiction, it's Twilight Zone. That's fine, but there was just something very like pure and genuine to the end, and the the message was really good, and it's a message we've heard a bunch of times, but I thought it was executed really well. Right. And that is yeah. one thing about the Twilight Zone. It either sticks to landing with those kind of episodes or it is so far off base. I mean, for every Death's Head Revisited or this, there is, you know, something like, I don't know, The Gift. The Jungle. You know? The Jungle. <laughs> the Jungle. <laughs> yeah. I, but what pisses me off about The Jungle is it could have been a neat idea. It could have been. It was a neat idea. It was pure execution issues. Like the idea was fine. I'm not saying it would have been quintessential Twilight Zone, but the idea was fine. It was cool. Could have worked. Could have had a good time with it, but it was just so terribly executed. I mean, couldn't you say that for a lot of these though? Like you could oh, yeah, look at like sometimes. that's that's and I I'm I'm I think that's probably true of every season of the Twilight Zone. Like there's an awesome. I would say maybe there's a couple that don't have awesome ideas behind them, 
but that well, core but... idea that is is so incredibly good and then it's execution or whatever that drags it down a yeah, bit yeah but the jungle was particularly bad but you know what like but even still no no, no, yeah, no sure, but still behind it there is there is there is a cool idea like yeah, even yeah. something as uh, as whatever you want to call it as the gift you know or no sorry four o'clock duh like that one like it's such a over the top just look here's the message are you getting the message even something like that has a solid nugget of of good idea behind it but getting I that to a- I, we ran into that a lot where we'd have one that was like this sounded like it started out as a really good idea but they didn't know how to end it right and like they just kind of went off the rails or it was a five minute story not a not yeah. a 24 minute story yeah i keep saying like you know, you have 37 episodes in a season. They're not all going to be bangers, unfortunately. Oh, no. Absolutely not. I mean, you could, you could tell, like, during the as we got closer to the end of the season, either they were just getting really bored, they knew that they were having this kind of issue of the fourth season coming up, or they just, like, were burnt out. Because, I mean, they, they, they clearly ADR'd Rod Serling in the last episode when he talked, so... And I, I mean, don't know it, what the, really the... Like, there's no... Obviously... That they probably didn't address it and they probably didn't talk about it beyond the folks that were right there. But I mean, that could have been a lot of stuff. I could have been sound issues on the day of uh, shooting. Yeah. Maybe like Triv, they were drunk. <laughs> also true. But I think yeah. too, like, you know, we, we talked about earlier in the season how the turnaround time for, you know, their downtime to be able to recoup after such a big season was not that much. I mean, they I have still feel like January, season one so. was the best. Oh yeah, but that may have just been—it was so fresh. Well, but I, I stick to, and we talked about this with season two. I feel like season one, they had a lot of lead-up time. There wasn't as much pressure. They cultivated their mix better, and they just were able to really spend the time with the writing process, the beginnings. And then execute because they started with a really good base. Then season two came along and it was this big smash hit. And they're like, oh no, we gotta get season two going. So then they had a time limit and they had a they had deadlines and it was like bam bam and they had to like rush it along a little bit more. I'm not saying season two is bad, but I feel like they had they had a deadline. Season two they had no deadline. I mean season one they had no deadline. They took the time to make it or to, to write it. And then they said, Hey, what do you guys think of this? They got the green light, but they started with a solid base. And they didn't have that time with season two and three, which is just, that's the nature of the beast with any of these things. I'm going to be honest with you. Like (laughs) that could be true, but I I don't believe that because, you know, it's not like this series started like on, it was late. You gotta remember at the point, like when we were watching TV and stuff like that, they would have like two months between like Christmas break and the new year. The the Twilight Zone didn't have that. So, you know, them ending in June and starting in September, is is about what a TV show has in general, so it's like, well, yeah, you yeah. Know, no, I'm not the saying pro- that. the problem. The problem remains is that they didn't have any. They were writing for Christmas Day, and they were writing for New Year's Day, and they were writing for you know. Yeah. So they they weren't oh, yeah. getting any breaks between that. that I mean, that's where the problem came. In. It's not not the fact that it's the season because you know if you look at season two ended June second, and then the third season it started up seven excuse me September fifteenth. So, but I'm sure when they presented this idea when Rod Serling went to whoever it was, CBS or whatever, and said, hey, I got an idea for a show. Here it is. I want to tell these stories. He probably had more time to pick these stories and put them out there and say, oh, yeah, yeah. And like, 
put a bit more he probably had a bit more time to spend with the writing process and the the you know the fundamentals the foundation of it all before they said okay green light now go okay well i've already got a lot of this but then when he went into season two it was coming off season one and yeah he had a normal amount of time but i don't think he ever well i know he never had the time in the beginnings that he did with season one and i think that that is one of the reasons in my opinion I could be wrong, but if I just think about why does season one's quality seem... I mean, it could just be because it was so fresh. It was like, hey, we just started this, and it's well, like, oh, I mean, also new You can fresh. also look at like any TV series, like the farther they go along. I mean, this is like... If you have to come up with a... a because this is serialized... Well, yeah. If, if you had to come up with like serialized television, you can, you can have a, a, a continuous story. But here they're like, all right, so what are we going to do next? the next week? So what are we gonna do the next week? We gotta hire specific cast. We gotta hire a specific director. It's not gonna be. It's not. There's no run into the next episode. It's like each episode is a different, like its own contained story. So I mean, you look at um, some TV shows that you know, I don't know, like Goosebumps or stuff like that. They they could have. They would have like a three part story for a particular story. But here it's like you know we're gonna do two, and then we're gonna go into the arrival. And then we're gonna go to the shelter. I just like, I I wish I I wish I researched this more. And this is probably a failure at my point of being a, a host. But you got to kind of wonder like, did they have a whiteboard or a chalkboard where they're like, these are the topics we want to hit this season, and we got to figure out. And so they're like, oh, we did that already. Well, we'll figure out a different way to do it. And as we see, well, think, but well, even if episode? that wasn't even if that wasn't the case, there's only so many story, so many genres you can go into. You know, and for the time, you know, you you look at what was big on TV. You had outer space, you had westerns, you had, you know, your, you know, your gumshoe type stories. You do kind of have to play within those parameters too. So you tell multiple stories in those environments. Well, I do feel like they did play outside the box. Oh, oh no, I know. I'm I just mean, saying. I mean, that yes, those... you're right. Like some of the best episodes of the series were sci-fi, and you know, but there was yeah. a lot less sci-fi this episode. Oh, very true. Like, like, well, there was a lot less space-faring uh, episodes this season, which those are my favorite. And now that you guys didn't talk about it, but I know that it's something that when I say it, you'll go, oh, yeah, yeah, that's definitely the case. With the first season, like, there wasn't that expectation from the studios either. Oh, so yeah, you, yeah. You did, have, you did have studio interference, but the further it goes along, obviously, the more fingers are in the pot um yeah i um you no, i mean the the we'll get into it specifically in the fourth season the reason they did a like hour-long episodes because the studio demanded it that's why you know roster was like after the fifth season i'm done because they demanded they demanded too much this is the problem with any series like you know you you know that's why some studios and some companies will let their you know as long as the series you know produces a certain amount of episodes they're kind of hands off because you know this kind of stuff happens all the time where you know like i said season four is gonna be 18 episodes and it's gonna be all hour long episodes and it's just like it shows you the what happens when studio interference comes into the mix you know it's you know i don't know if that made any sense oh no absolutely but I mean, it was another thing where it was becoming too cost effective. It was too becoming too too expensive. The series, I think, as it was moving along. I mean, you look at some of the people that were getting for the third season or the fourth season. I mean, they were getting like Dennis Hopper and um, who was it that they got? Um, Jack Weston, Burt just... Reynolds. 
not just starting, but he wasn't like Dennis Hopper yet, was he? He wasn't yeah, the I Dennis. Think... Well, Let's say he, he did the which episode did he do? He did the one where he played the. He uh, wasn't like just starting in Hollywood, but I mean, he wasn't the Dennis Hopper we came. He to wasn't know. Easy Rider. Yeah, he wasn't. Uh, like the easy, easy Rider was like like real close. I think it was Easy Rider was like sixty five. I think it was. He's a lot. He was of on. The, he was on the come up. But yeah, they he was in like, came, like it wasn't like sweeps week. Right, he was in like a Rebel Without Cause. He was the giant. Um, he was in a lot of westerns. Um, I think, I think, I think, honestly, I think the Easy Rider is like his breakout. Uh, oh, he's in Cool Hand Luke. He was in Super Mario Brothers. Did you know that, Jacob? He's King Koopa. Yep. He was also in Space Truckers. Yep. Was he? He was the Space Trucker. He's the main yep. character. He was in Speed. Do we know he was in Speed? Come on. Oh, uh, yeah. You guys didn't know that. You didn't know that. Shut up. You I did know not that. know he was in Speed. He's in Speed. Who is he in Speed? He he's a, he's a he's a he's a bus. He's a speed bus. Speed. He's, he's a, a, a rumblefish. In French, uh, speed is pronounced. The movie speed the is speed. pronounced speed. The speed. <laughs> Did you know he was in Blue Velvet? Yeah. Really? He's in Flashback. He's in True Romance. He's in Waterworld. He's in Basquiat. He was in Last Days of Frankie the Fly. Trey's Tr- Tr- getting pissed. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, true. <laughs> he was gonna meet the Deedles. Anyways, oh, is that the one with the yeah. bugs? Where they were giant no, bugs? I don't think so. No, that's meet. I think the... that was Joe's apartment. What's the one where they're giant? It's got Christina Applegate in it, and they're giant cockroaches. Is that Joe uh, versus the or like a, Joe's no, apartment? No, it's like a uh, uh, dark comedy from like the mid nineties. Joe Joe's versus apartment? volcano. No, it's got Christina. Christina, I'm pretty sure it's Christina Applegate. It's almost like a wannabe fit. It's like got this 50s aesthetic, but it's in that time period, like the 90s. And they're giant cockroaches or bugs, but they look like human beings. What the fuck is the name of that movie? I think it's Meet the Sun, but Applegates? Appletons? Apple. Now I gotta know. And maybe but... Applegates not in it. It's just the name. Meet the app meet the apple gates yeah yeah meet the apple gates is Chris, she is that her this has nothing to do with what we're talking about it has so where's the cast anyways so oh, let's continue Wikipedia. um so yeah season four is has a lot of gates. bigger uh people in it and uh let's see paul bazerski was in an episode interesting ed bigley jr didn't he get in trouble? Yeah, I think they all got in trouble. No, she's. She, I guess she's not in it. There's a girl who looks like her in it. Yeah, meet the Applegates. Look it up. Anyways, um, okay, so <laughs> but, yeah, so season three, like I said, it's um, there's a lot of inconsistency going on, and you know, like I said, you start out with something like two, you get to the arrival, then you go into like a banger like the shelter, then we talk about the passerby. And I, I don't know. It, it's one of those things where I, I feel like there's so much good, but there's so much weirdness. I, I don't know. What do you guys think? I mean, yeah, I think we've we've talked a fair amount about it already, kind of how it, it does, you know, the stretches of good, stretches of bad, stretches of meh, you know? I think there was more, I don't want to say bad. There was a lot less memorable episodes this season than the uh, previous two, in my opinion. 
You know, looking ahead, it's weird because I was looking at this season and it's like, because I, I agree with you. I don't think that there's as many of the what you would consider to be like the, the classic Twilight Zone episodes. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I don't remember seasons four and five having like a ton of them, but they have to because there's so many coming up that I haven't seen yet. I think I think once season four is over with, they do they do kind of write the ship a little bit with putting out some stuff, but it's just like you're starting to see the unfortunate end coming to the Twilight Zone and the simple fact of like it's just I I don't know it, it almost feels like they're they're trying to come up with stuff, but they're just not really caring or they're being forced. I don't think they're, it's okay. I don't think it's a matter of not caring. I think it's a matter of burnt out and and that's what i get you know i i I don't i don't think you can you can say a lot of things about twilight zone i don't think you can say that they don't care i think as long as the question was at the helm was you you got what he had to give well that's the question i have for you guys do you think rod sterling should have taken a approach of like I hate to say it, like a Justin Roiland or somebody that is like the high, the the main showrunner because he's technically I think still the showrunner one of the showrunners of the series or a producer and just kind of taking a backseat just done like his intro stuff and let let people take over because that's what ends up happening for instance like you have you know David Lindelof and Carlton Cuse who kind of took over after JJ uh, Abrams went off to do his you know movie stuff for Lost or you see you know Seinfeld and you see for the most part Seinfeld and like you know friends they had their showrunners like you know of the of the time but for the most part the the people who create the shows or the people that were the main thrust eventually give up their kind of uh rights not rights but they give up their ideas and to other people to let the show run so they can go off and do other things that will you know rejuvenate themselves and I don't think I, I don't know if it was the, the, of the time or what, but maybe Ross Sterling didn't have that choice. Maybe he did, wasn't given that ability to to do that. Uh, I think <laughs> by this point, he had they had made over a hundred episodes, and they were only three seasons in. Most shows don't have that much. His output, I think, maybe his output, at least Those within the animated series. Yeah, well, I think his output for at least that short amount of relatively short amount of time was just kind of he was burnt. He's just like, I don't what there's no more stories. <laughs> I think it's just like, what are you? I can't tell anymore. He needed a break, it seemed like because it did. It seemed like they this season seemed like they were just letting stories pass that wouldn't have passed in the previous two seasons or not, not giving them the, the time or not giving them the time to flesh them out the way that they needed. Yeah, or that, and I just do. I mean, think about it. Your average TV show, I can't say back then, but I, I would hazard a guess that most TV shows in their third season have not, don't cross their 100th episode, especially nowadays. No. But I mean, back then, even, I mean, some animated things like cartoons and stuff, which are just like bang, pow, boom. But like, you know, narrative-driven TV typically isn't hitting a hundred episodes in their third season. They were putting out a massive amount of episodes and each one was a totally, you you weren't playing off the last one. You were doing a whole new story every single time. Well, I think at some point he was just like, I, I don't have any more to give right now. <laughs> so I do wonder somebody else like, give and yeah, sure. That one works. Yeah. I do wonder though, like with that in mind, like you look at the follow-up 
Twilight Zones, like the the like the '80s series, the '90s series. And I know you can't look at it from that perspective because you know three years back to back over a hundred episodes in that time. Ah, but do you think it was Rod Serling that was at the like? Obviously, he's the heart of the show, but without his kind of meticulous planning and the way that he did stuff, would it have survived if he hadn't been there in that capacity? It definitely would have been different. Well, I'm actually reading up on this as you guys are talking. I found some information where apparently they were having... Okay, so this show actually reminds me a lot of a show called Chuck, which was a Zach... Oh, uh, that was a great show. Well, but do you remember how much much trouble it was having you staying on the air? Like every season would be like, like, save the show. It was Scrubs. It was like Scrubs. Because it was Um, so different. They didn't know what to do with it. Right, right. But the the reason I bring up uh, Chuck is like, like we just said, you know, they were... So I'm going to keep it on air. Apparently after the third season, uh, Twilight Zone was actually canceled because they couldn't find sponsors, even though it was a juggernaut of a show. So it was replaced with this show called uh, Fair Exchange. And Fair Exchange, of course, was canceled. Uh, and then they, they brought back Twilight Zone as an hour-long special because I'm assuming Fair Exchange, was a, it was a comedy series, so maybe it was a half hour. But I think what ended up happening is James, I guess the executive at the time, who apparently was like uh, the Twilight Zone's worst uh, worst offender or whatever, uh, was a guy named James C. Aubrey who worked for CBS, and apparently he hated the show so much that he wanted to cancel it. And it just I think this is what the main problem was. I think, one, the show was way ahead of its time. I think, two, the executives for CBS were fucking idiots. And three, I think it finally got so it pissed off Rod Serling so much that when they decided to cancel it after the fifth season, because they brought back for the fourth season, then he's like, we'll do another season. And then, or he's like, okay, you'll be brought back for another season. I think they just said, you know, fuck this, we're done. And I think Rod Sterling went off, of course, to do Night Gallery and stuff. But yeah, apparently James C. Aubrey is the reason for a lot of these uh, Twilight Zone's issues. Well, you look I... at like uh, the things that survived. Um, Desilu Productions, which is... Um... Uh, Lucille Ball um, she managed to save like Star Trek and shows like that from CBS like how was she, she never kinda... on the how was she never on the Twilight Zone actually that's kind of surprising I mean, she had I enough didn't... of her own other stuff going though she I mean called the fortune oh man right then, at that yeah. point that would have yeah, been yeah, like that would have been like uh, uh, I don't know what's a show nowadays some show nowadays getting the rock or Tom Cruise like, yeah Tom Cruise yeah the, yeah Tom Cruise it would have been like them getting Tom Cruise it just it's not going to happen. Yeah. Well, I mean, actually, I'll give you a good example. Um, I don't know if you, you guys have watched the show The Bear, but there's an episode where they bring in Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, what that the comedian dude that had the drug problem, which is every comedian. Um, uh, there's a lot. He's of the one that did. He's the one with the. Though. That's like a Showtime the, show. Not Joel McHale. No, it's uh, FX. No, Joel McHale was on the, actually on the show. Um, We're talking they network TV, in, though. They uh, depend on sponsors, not. Well, but I'm just saying you're talking about like expensive people. I'm I'm assuming the fourth season, the fifth season, the, the actors that they were bringing in, like Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds is pretty huge in the '60s. I'm pretty sure, if I remember right. Uh, no, he was more not '70s. By, not by that point. Was he still? Yeah, he yeah. wasn't huge, huge yet. I mean, that I mean, that would be like because see, TV now is so different because we got like HBO and and Showtime and you know Netflix and all, and they have so much money. They're almost they're movie studios. 
I mean, they actually are movie studios, yeah, but true. they're throwing movie studio money and Disney and all that at these TV shows. But if you look at like your sitcoms, so your CBS's now, which is still around, these network TV, yeah, they're not, they're not, they don't have the money to have Brad Pitt. Well, they did have Brad Pitt on Friends, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the only reason he was because well, he was dating Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. yeah he was, was dating one of the main characters, but you know, they don't have that kind of money usually. Well, I mean, it's just, I guess it all depends. I mean, like, I don't know, as the series moves along and the actors become more famous, I think is when it gets, I'm sure, I'm sure it was not cheap to hire some of these actors though. Cause you, I mean, I mean, I don't know who, who was in the season four cause we haven't gone to it. It's been so long since I've seen them, but some of these actors I'm pretty sure were pretty well known in the, in the sixties and fifties and stuff like that. So. Well, that's the other thing is some of these episodes we look at, I'm going to have like Bill Bixby, William, William Shatner and stuff like that. And we're like, they got William Shatner on there? Yeah, but he wasn't yeah, it was before. William right. Shatner. It was, he, he was free track. And, yeah. Was, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. we look at it and we're like, wow, they got like some huge names in here, but they weren't huge at the time. Yeah. Well, it's like it's, you look at like uh, Jack Nicholson getting his start in Little Shop of Horrors or um, yeah. Clint Eastwood. Oh, God. There was some, like some, you know, goofy ass B movie. Harrison Ford uh, and the Never. Uh, yeah, Guns of Navarro. Yeah, yeah. Actually, it's it's ironic how interconnected the the Twilight Zone, uh, Lucille Ball, and Star Trek really are. When you well, think they're about all it. CBS. Well, no, I'm just saying, like the the Twilight Zone is pretty much uh, one of the reasons Star Trek and you know, Lucille Ball is one of the reasons Star Trek even got greenlit is because of how oh, popular yeah. that sci-fi fairy stuff was. And I'm sure Ross, like Ross really was good friends with Gene Roddenberry and Lucille Ball. I think was good friends with Gene Roddenberry. And... Well, everybody knew everybody. I would imagine, especially yeah. if you're yeah, they, at a specific studio. Yep. They knew at everyone in bed, everyone in bed. Oh, everybody Lord. all slept with the other other. Yeah, um, so what do you guys think of our list as it stands right now for the season? Uh, as one Jay Sherman once said, it stinks. No, I'm kidding. Um, well, no, any, I was going to ask What's you, the one, like, if you could change one thing on our list, only one, what would you change? No, there is not a season one list here, Jacob, so you can't go there. <laughs> I, I know that. Anything that goes below number 31, <laughs> I'm on board with. <laughs> uh, like, seriously, what's the one that sticks out to you? And like, why is that there? Either too high hunt. or too low. I put the hunt a little bit higher. But I mean, I don't know. Once upon a time, maybe. Which one was person or persons unknown? I remember us talking about the title. What was that one? I don't remember. <laughs> I don't either. Son of a bitch, I gotta look this up now. No, uh, <laughs> I remember talking about the title. Persons or persons unknown. I remember the title being very like I'm like I guess that goes along with it. We talked about that. Like it's not very indicative of what the. But it discovers that all traces of identity of her... is is it the one where his wife doesn't recognize him. Wait. No, he wakes, oh, that's up, right. he wakes he, up. He like uh he like he catches the bra uh, um like nobody recognizes oh, him or some yeah. shit. Yeah, he wakes yeah. up and he's like, Yeah, bro, I'd take my shoes off and all that, and like she don't know who the hell he is, and then later on he doesn't know who she is. Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, the hunt's better than that. The hunt's better than that one. The dummy. Which one was the dummy? It was the ventriloquist guy, the the oh, dummy like yeah. takes over, takes him over. Yeah, very tales from the crypt vibes of that. Yeah, one. very much. Yeah, that one, I like the vibe, but I honestly, I think the hunt was better than that one, so I'm kind of on board with you, Nick. Kick the can. Way lower. It should have been way lower. Yeah. 
See, I would I would look at and I know you guys liked it the it's a good life. That one never appealed to me very much. Like I love the movie version. Which one was that? That's uh where he wishes people into the cornfield. Like you got the little kid that uh, like Well, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. you know you know why I think that is because Joe Dante is an amazing Oh director. no no. I, no I I'm agree, just saying like that's probably I what, couldn't yeah. help but look at that episode and also I had a real hard time detaching that episode from the movie version. Yeah. yeah I like I, I can appreciate what it is, but it's never been one of those episodes that appealed to me personally. Like I would have replaced that with um oh what's the one? Uh Once Upon a Time. But having said that, I really have an affinity for Buster Keaton and I love silent movies. So that is right up my alley. So I would have like flipped those two, but that's that's me. I don't think Still Valley was as bad as you guys did. I don't think it was great. But like to be number ninety six, I don't think it was that bad. I don't. Once again, by no means do I say it's great. But I didn't think every time I see that one down there, I'm like, it was, it was eh. But it was like I didn't think it was. That's it's in bad territory right there. But I know you yeah. guys hated it. Which one? Still Valley, the one with the guy. This... He had the 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 hillbilly guy had the the book of spells that said witchcraft. Oh. God. Oh yeah. I mean, gotta look past some things like that, but you know, I didn't think it was terrible. You guys really didn't like it. Yeah. I don't think that one one was um where they trade like the the Japanese soldier and the. That's what I thought. Yeah. yeah. And Dean Dean Stockwell's in it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I hated, or I don't think I felt the same way about Midnight Sun as you guys. I I appreciated that one a little bit more than you guys did. I think I appreciated the idea behind Midnight Sun. And I didn't think it was terrible. I don't. The arrival's the one with the guy who I thought looked like uh, Hatton, right? That's the plane where he gets behind it and they do like the test and all that. Is that the uh, which one? Yes. The arrival. Yeah. The, arrival, like, yeah, the guy. Yeah, the guy. The crazy guy. In the See, airport. I think that, I think it's better than that one. Midnight Sun. I thought Midnight Sun was fine. There was. I remember the end being. The end came across as kind of contrived to me, where it was like, oh, every it's backwards day. And everything's reversed. I mean, I see where they're doing with it. I didn't hate it, but I was just kind of like, I knew that as soon as it happened, I was like, yep, that's what this is. <laughs> it's reversed. She's dreaming it because she wants it to be hot. Dreaming extremes for her extreme situation. Yes. But I do think it's better than what looking at it around it. I think the passerby should be further down. I hate that episode. <laughs> that episode sucked. <laughs> I don't hate it as much as I mean, it, I mean but I hate it's, it. Four it's o'clock. pretty far down. I mean, but is it worse than a piano in the house? Cavender is coming, still valley. You know, straight up, a piano in the house should perpetually be at 69. Yes. Um, Yeah, yeah, that's because you guys want to say 69 every week. No, I want to say piano in the house at number 69. I don't remember the gift, but I would take it down to above the gift. What is the gift? The gift is where the little Spanish kid gets a gift from the white guy. Oh yeah, it's like Jesus complex. Oh yeah, yeah. okay. Uh, We're talking about what? I see. It's that forgettable. I can't remember which one we're talking about now. Uh, Set in a Mexican town. um, No, no, no. I'm talking about the one I was talking about before that. Um, The passerby. That was uh, Lincoln. They. uh, Well, no, I remember that one. I just couldn't remember which, like, literally where where I was trying to move one around. Ah, got it. The passerby and the gift are kind of like on the same level of. I dislike this episode. This sucks. <laughs> I think four o'clock was better than both of those. I was and I didn't like four o'clock. I didn't think it was great by any means, but it held my attention more than the gift or the passerby. That's passerby fair. sucked. 
So bad. It's better than the jungle. I will give it that. I would absolutely put the passerby at number 36. And then I would put the gift and whatever above it. Four o'clock. I put four o'clock above it and then the gift above it. I put keep that the same way. Do you put the passerby at number 99 or 100? Well, on this list right here, I put it at 36. Yeah. Second to last, above the jungle, just ever so slightly. What was Which, the mirror? Was that the one where the lady like uh, saw her reflection? With, uh, guy, that was no, not the, the season one. The mirror is with Fidel Castro. The Fidel Castro oh, guy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Peter Falk. Yeah. Yeah. That one was Isn't weird. it amazing like how we, we watch a series and we actually forget the episodes? Like that's how long you spend on a I feel season. like we forgot a lot of them this season. Yeah. And it's not but even I how think long too, it took us look to do at, it. But well, yeah, but I was gonna say, look at how long like because we had a couple of substantial breaks in there too. Yeah, yeah, blame me. I know. I'm sorry. Not all on you, man. And the I, little I, people I remember bits and pieces of that. You never saw the, Oh, oh, that's on the planet when the yep. they make the statue and all that. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. It's I mean, like uh, it's like the Futurama episode where Fry eats that weird uh, yeah, uh, egg salad. The, end, the other giants come and they're like, ah. Yep. <laughs> I thought that that one was. Oh, that was a space one too. That you already got me. You got a space one. I'm already on board. <laughs> I like. I, I would put push that one up. I don't think it was great, but I. I is there fun. any? Is there any that like the top sections that you're surprised that made it up there? Like. For instance, like when we talked about like the grave, I didn't think that would be so high. Or uh, the trade ins, which I, I I know I'm not a huge fan of, but you guys are. What got the grave up there? I think was everything that happened before the because you think about the end whenever you think of the grave, but all the stuff in the bar because most of it, if you think of that episode, the vast majority of it is in that bar of just yeah. like these people, the banter between them, and if I remember correctly, that banter was all really well done. Yeah. Like that was really good. But if you just think of the episode as a whole, it's kind of like, what happened here? This dude like passed <laughs> out. He like fell over knife or something. I don't know. Oh, he, yeah. he, uh, oh, it wasn't he went the crazy to, lady no, with he, the plate. He was, he, he was stabbed told, his own thing. And he right. Well, he was told that he had to go out to the grave and like stick his oh, no, knife I'm, in the grave. Yeah. And... Yeah. I don't remember what happened. I'm just saying yeah. the episode itself, when you think back, you're like, it was kind of a wash. But all that banter between them, I think that's. If I remember correctly, that was one of the things that like pushed it yeah. on up a little bit because that was well done. As far as I mean, top, I love I love the simple fact that like had the crazy lady with the plate. <laughs> little yeah, little girl, little that little girl lost. Which one was that? That's that was the one that was kind of sci-fi, interdimensional poltergeist. Oh yeah, she's going through the wall. Yeah. Yep. And like you didn't like how it was shot. I like it. I like it. A little girl lost. You didn't like the camera work at the when they go into the dimension. <laughs> yeah oh yeah yeah it's like the fuck i mean yeah yeah and there was like something in there i, I thought they could have done a lot better with that what was um i like the idea behind little girl lost and most of the execute it just had some things some sticking points trading yeah. which was that was where the young cu or the old couple go back in to move their consciousness yeah, the, into younger bodies the robot or the yeah bodies yeah yeah i like I, I thought yeah well it's at the top that's why um <laughs> <laughs> it's a good life. Which one was that? That was the little guy that let wished everybody into the cornfield. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like oh, I made all got, the I got that. In retrospect, I can admit that it's a good life would probably go down some. The movie version is what I just have a real hard time separating them. And looking back now, I can say, especially since it's you know you get a different perspective when you look at the list. 
oh, when yeah. it's all said and done. I do think just based on that episode and trying to distance myself from the movie version, Joe Dante's version, yes, I, I agree. I think it's a good life would go down because I think five characters in search of an exit is superior to it's a good life. I think five characters in search of an exit, I would put it number four. I think it should go all the way up to number four. The trash can episode. Well, and I think too, <laughs> I think too, Alex would probably agree with you on that. Cause that's one of the, like, I think she, she moved it there or she suggested it going there based on the way our list was laid out at that point. Yeah, because that's the other thing is we don't see on this list is our actual list. There's probably something else right around in there. We're like, well, do you guys want me to send you the actual actual list? No, just make it really Uh, convoluted then. Yeah, no, that's fine. I'd rather just speculate. No, (laughs) I guarantee that's what it is. Right around that area, probably at what is this number seventeen? Probably number sixteen is something that number number sixteen is a a good life. It's a good life. Oh well, the number fifteen. I don't know. I don't know. Well, no, number 15 is Nightmare as a Child. Number 18 is Nick of Time. I don't know why the fuck it's there. It's there. And <laughs> I would move it because up Because anal. That's why it's there. I would move it up further. I would put it up like... I literally, well, you know, as far as just this list alone, I would put it at number four above Little Girl Lost. What? But under five girl, five characters of Search of an Exit? Yeah, I really Trash like Trash can up. And that's that is. I I tried to get you guys to go move it higher, but you refused to do it. Like I literally, that's that's the one. You know what? It's always my fault. Thanks. I I don't think I refuse. I've always liked that episode. Bullshit. I I've always liked that episode. No shit. No shit. True. Not bullshit. Yeah. Piss off. No. Um. The one episode I I'm I'm in total agreement with. uh, It's a good life. I'd probably move that down. Uh. The trade is I definitely not would put that at number fourteen. I don't know. You guys were smoking some kind of weird dope that day. I don't. I don't know. Well, what so was, was your on. face. Which the trade put that above trade ends. Oh yeah. Oh, that is. Well, I think it. If I remember correctly, that one was another sentiment. And see, we're I mean, Triv and I are sentimental souls. I, I'm a sentimental and, asshole. And Nick, you're, you know, a cold hearted bitch. Yes, you are. <laughs> and I, that's I do. why my favorite episode episodes... is the monsters that do on Maple Street because I'm cold hearted. Yep. Especially when we come off of a string of kind of like mediocre or bad episodes to have one that just kind of has like a real sentimental, but like not like sappy, but kind of a bit of a sentimental. We need ones that give us a warm hug. Yeah, some hope here or there. I think that it just at the time, I think that has something to do with it too. The time at which you watch these, it just kind of, you know, it hits you different. I mean, looking at it right now, I'm like, eh, I mean, I could see it. I am surprised to see the trade-ins at number five on our list, uh, our list of season three. But, you know, I do think back to, I remember the end of it really resonated with me, and I was like, I like that. It gave us a lot to talk about. I remember that. It did. And I think the conversation that we have drives a lot of our ratings, too. Mm-hmm. Well, the question I have for you, Triv, uh you and I were both gone an episode of this season. We were, I was gone for Jeff Myrtle Bank, and you were gone for Dead Man's Shoes. Dead Man's Shoes. Do you I think? To point out, I did not miss any except for that one where I forgot <laughs> to show up, and you guys just didn't record. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that was all right. It was a Christmas episode. I was already was bogged down with reviews when I cared. So uh, I still say we should go back and do that 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 segment. I think we'll we should. Next, yeah, we'll do it next Christmas, oh, or when when we feel I don't feel like recording. 
uh, we'll record when we don't feel like recording. <laughs> <laughs> we're on our fifth hour like episode. Okay, let's not record. Okay, we're gonna record this this forty five minute <laughs> intro piece to Twilight Zone. Uh, the most traumatic thing in Twilight Zone history outside um, of the passerby. Do you think? Do you think those two episodes are in the right place, or because you missed them, would you put it higher or lower? Like I don't. I I, I thought Jeff Myrtle Bank was fine. I actually would place that a little higher because I I thought that was a decent episode. Apparently, you guys hated it. I didn't love that one. It I didn't hate fine. it. It was an interesting episode, and I think we had a lot of interesting conversation. But I feel like the conversation we had is what made it interesting. Yeah, that's what happens when you have a Brit, an island, oh, yeah. and Jacob. <laughs> I think that um, it was better than one more pallbearer, <clears throat> but one more pallbearer, which is pallbearer, which is right above it, really just shit the bed in the end. Yeah, like it was like okay, I'm on board with this, and then the end was just like the fuck, it just shit all over. It just just stood up, it crouched down, <laughs> spread them wide, goatsy style, and just let it fall right out, and you got to like, witness but, it. But I mean, he cried to the that, like slow mo guys YouTube channel kind of camera way. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. The... I wouldn't have been able to figure out what you were really thinking without those visuals. It, did, it did, man. The end of that episode was terrible. It was like the fuck is going on? I forget on here? what 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 happened. At he the ended end of that up episode. in because remember he he set up that whole thing to make everybody think it was the end of the world. Oh, like yeah. the bomb was going yeah. off, kind of like yeah. matinee style. And yeah, then and he cried. He cried to the little statue from Beetlejuice. He lost his shit and he went out like in front of his building, and like he was seeing the world destroyed, but he was just curled up in a ball in the middle of New York and. Like security was like, sir, sir, what's wrong? And he's like, ah, it's all gone. <laughs> and it, like the idea, I'm like, okay, this could have been done in a way that, some way that could have worked, and you still had the same idea. It would have been okay, but the way they did it was just like fucking terrible. Yeah. Well, it feels like you know, it's like um, I think it was first season we talked about those episodes that uh, it felt like a personal vendetta for um for Serling. Like he knew someone that was whatever yeah, way that guy was in. He was a yeah. representation of somebody. Oh god, yeah. Do you think you that's what? Have... Was, do you think that's what was happening in this season? He's like, "Fuck it, we're gonna get vendettaified, and we're just gonna like take down everyone." Oh, Why Fuck not? CBS. You think every episode was about CBS is uh, John Aubrey or whatever? Oh, that'd be like, hilarious if it was. He's calling. Uh, actually, it, actually, if you look at each each episode title. The first letter is first letter is an anagram for "fuck you, CBS." I'm going. You go to hell, you <laughs> that would stupid be little fucks. That would be amazing. That that would be a lot more than 37 episodes, though. Yeah. Well, I mean, you got you got you got you got to make it last. 37 it's like letters. The, I mean, you can get away with a lot. <laughs> exactly. It's like the Beetlejuice joke in, in Community. You got to make it last. <laughs> well, and in terms of Dead Man's Shoes. I think I liked that better than you guys did, but I wasn't in on the conversation, so obviously that does change things up. Like I remember that episode from from different uh, marathons, and you know, it, you know, it's that whole possession thing. And I, I I like horror, and not that this went so much in a horror direction, but I, it was fine. It didn't do anything wrong. I didn't I didn't hate that episode. I thought that episode was fun. Um, I didn't think it was great, but I thought it was it was entertaining. Fine was enough for seventy five. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, also we hit our hundredth episode of this season. So I mean, what do you That's guys think crazy. about that? I mean, I blame I blame myself. You know, I I had to do a podcast. I mean, you, 
I mean, you decided. I was gonna say you're the one that started all this bullshit. I'm just along for the ride for that. Triv, Triv's like, we gotta do a podcast. I'm like, I don't want to do a podcast. We're doing a podcast. I'm like, all right. I'm pretty sure I never said anything like that. Well, no, like 11 episodes later, we're bringing Jacob on. I'm like, I don't want to bring Jacob on. He's mean to me. We're bringing Jacob on anyways. All right, Jacob, you're on our podcast. I mean, I'm, I mean, it could have been the um, other way around. Do I, I do I say I'm sorry? I'm not sure how I'm supposed to reply to this. I am uh, curious how that came about. Like, I came on episode eight, and then a few more episodes. How did that conversation go? I mean, who said bring that guy on full time? <laughs> oh, okay. Here, here's how this worked out. So we tried. I, I, when a man eight. and a woman love each other. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. We tried the other seven that came before you, and they all said no. <laughs> you are well, our first he, choice after all seven of them <laughs> well here, here's exactly what happened I'll, I'll tell you what happened i said when, when we were recording um I, I i had mentioned to trev i said you know at some point we should probably get a third person on here and i think i had either known you or i had talked to you or something that happened we we had known each other and yeah, I'm like okay we'll invite people on as what's up we were all separately like, yeah yeah trev had already yeah. done some collaborations oh yeah <laughs> Well, we were we but, knew uh, each other at that point. It wasn't that yeah. damn long ago. Yeah, we knew well, no, we, we but like, know each other. We, like, go! Oh, I was there, together. and you were there, and oh my gosh, you were there too. But anyways, I was asking. Uh, I, I asked Trip. I said, you know, we. I said we should bring Jacob on for an episode. You said you wanted to do what you thought. What, what I can't remember what episode you thought it he was. Thought it was the invaders. I thought it was the invaders. Oh yeah, yeah, so and because um, I didn't know the name. I brought him, I, I brought him on and you did you did you know you were like really funny and shit so I was like you know Trip Tri, we should invite Jacob on and uh, Jacob's like sure what do I get paid I like, nothing he's like okay I'll do I've it never <laughs> no uh, yeah that's pretty much what I said I said it was like it was like after that episode you know I said should we we should invite Jacob on and he's like she's like yeah I, I agree and we waited three right, the real reason first... that he brought you on is because I suck at this. <laughs> Yes, yes. Uh, even after 100 episodes, I'm still telling Jacob she sucks. We yeah, gotta get rid of her. I've had two failed like podcasts before this, so don't think you suck. <laughs> and we're still, I mean, you don't know. We could be failing. Well, I'll tell you this. I would time. suck as a leader of this podcast, like as a host of this podcast, because the one time I had to do it for uh, Jeff Myrtleback, and I was terrible. <laughs> You guys act like you're terrible if you take over for me. It's, I, I laugh because it's like each podcast I've ever done, it's like if I leave and like if people are like, oh, it's going to collapse. I'm like, you have no faith in your guys' self. It's like the third season has have, no faith in itself. I have I have plenty of reason not to have faith in myself. <laughs> I think I, I just get great. You're just saying that you just want to kiss my ass because I send you Funkos and things. I mean, well, I mean, that's the only reason I keep you on because I don't want to get rid of that. I mean, come on, Triff. I have priorities. I hope so. I mean, yeah, in all honesty, that's that's how it worked out. I said, we should, in the middle of the episode, hey, Trip, you want to invite Jacob on? Like, yeah, sure, why not? And that's how it worked. And I asked you the next day. And you came on after Perchance the Dream, so it worked out pretty well. I know. <laughs> Such bullshit. You know what? That could be a Twilight Zone episode in itself. <laughs> the Perchance like the Dream. Going back uh... in time to stop that from happening, and you actually cause it. That may have already happened. You don't know. That's it why I just gave up. <laughs> anything else you guys want to talk about in season three? Like anything you want to bring up about it? You know, once again, it started with the shirtless Brett Reynolds and 
ended with a really bad no, makeup job Pierce of Donald Brosnan, not Pierce Brosnan, uh, Bronson, Charles Bronson. Oh, Char- okay, sure, it's Charles Bronson, and it ended with a really bad makeup job of uh, but Donald, Donald Pleasant. Yeah, well, that's the thing of all of the like the guest star or quote not guest stars but the the highlighted individuals is there anyone that stands out as a favorite for you guys uh lee marvin was it lee marvin in the grave having yeah. him and uh what's his face yeah. who was yeah, who else was in the grave uh lee van cleef yeah lee van cleef like, that, his, that, uh, those were big actors back in the day oh they? yeah yeah very Without much his mustache, so sure they so was like yeah i didn't realize it was him uh, I mean, there wasn't like, was there a huge amount of famous people? I mean, having uh, what's her face from uh, uh, the Cavenders coming? Oh yeah, nice. Carol Burnett was yeah, she's she was cool. Um, I was gonna say between her and Keaton were were my two faves, but um, I'm a big fan. Yeah, of that was her, a nice so. coup to get. That was a nice coup to get uh, Buster Keaton. Oh yeah. Uh, let's see. Well, he did all kinds of that stuff. I mean, he did uh, Sunset Boulevard and kind of the same same kind of way and so yeah i don't remember who i was in i like the one out stockwell okay how about how about how about this of all the characters that make an appearance throughout these episodes is there one that stands out as a favorite or is one that you absolutely cannot stand yeah the 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 hunt the uh mountain man from the hunt i love that guy him and his (laughs) raccoon his dog (laughs) He, he's like he's just so he's like a, he's a very uh, small simpleton guy that you know uh, stars off death or, or stars off uh what's his face satan hail satan <laughs> no uh, richard keel is the alien the alien from, oh yeah uh, yeah Superman. that's what i was gonna say the the uh jaws wasn't he jaws yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. the agent Which guy from uh ransom McGrew, mm-hmm. like the the devil talent agent guy. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I had to think about that for a second as well. So I know that we have the shelter as our number one, but each of you is the shelter your number one out of this season, or would there? Well, be mine probably be Death Head. Death Head revisited, but Shelter was is a classic piece of material. Classic, I tell you, classic. <laughs> I go between I would... the Shelter and To Serve Man. I could see that. And maybe even five characters in search of an exit. I honestly, that's my top three for this season is in no particular order. Well, five characters would probably be number three, but between the shelter, serve man, five characters in search of an exit. That's my top three. I think Alex would be very proud of you. I, I've the always liked five characters. five characters. I've always in search of a trash can. <laughs> I've always liked that episode. It's it is a for me that is quintessential. Twilight. Oh yeah, you say Twilight Zone and the Invaders, uh, uh, the the whatever Serve Man, five characters, things like that all pop up into my head. The airplane one that we haven't gotten to yet. The, the airplane was uh, that perchance a dream? Nightmare at thirty thousand. Yeah, those are what I think of when I think of Twilight Zone. Oh yeah, you, you know the best episode of the Twilight Zone period, for Chance to Dream. Oh God, that one, that one unfortunately comes to mind now, <laughs> not because of the episode. Uh, for myself, shit. I would say like I think the shelter still sits as number one for me, but I would probably put um, Little Girl Lost and Once Upon a Time as my top three. I think. 
Um, uh, my top three would be the gift, four o'clock in the jungle. <laughs> contrarian no, uh, in the house or uh, no, contrarian uh, in the house. <laughs> no, mine would be the shelter death's head revisited once upon a time. Good choices. Yeah, that's how I that's how I land. That's how I roll. And then five I mean it's okay for you guys to be wrong. <laughs> every every once in a while we gotta be right because it's bad to be wrong. Is it wrong to be bad? <laughs> it's, it's cruel to be, be kind. I don't know. I was watching Flintstones the other day, the movie, and Halle Berry is super hot, and she's like, "I'm so." She's like, "Why are you so bad?" Because I'm so good at it. It's so yeah. weird. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's the Flintstones movie. It's, it's a yeah. weird movie. It's a very weird movie. You, you'll see the Grand Canyon in about two billion years. Like, what does that mean? And they fight a pterodactyl. Is that series supposed to be set in the future? What series? The uh, Flintstones. Well, it depends on how you look at it. Um, there are there. It's like the Pixar theory, where everything is connected. The thought is that like the the Jetsons happens, and then, um, the Flintstones is actually beyond them in the future. I think. And people put way too much thought into this shit. They do. They absolutely. You never you, put too much you thought wanna, into you want a TV series. I was gonna say you want a real mind fuck. Like the Pixar theory is insane. Basically, yeah, everything it, is connected. Yeah, like the cars in the future after where, humanity is where did, eviscerated. The Hanna Barbera. Where does uh, Jabba Jaws fall then? Oh, he's uh, uh he, that's heaven. Is Jabba Jaw? Yeah, he's in the he's still in the Wacky Racers universe. Him and Captain Caveman. Oh man, that was always awesome. Captain what about what about Muttley? Is it Muttley? Man. Who is it? Muttley? Is that the dog? The dog with oh, yeah. the it was Snidely Whiplash. Well, they're yeah. all riding on the USA Cartoon Express. That's all I know. <laughs> all right. So, any closing thoughts on season three? What do you we think? Need the more most memorable pianos episode? in. Not the best. The most. The house. What do you think? The most memorable. Seriously, the most memorable episode this season. When you think season three, what episode defines season three? Not your just top. Man. Just the most memorable one for you. Oh, for me? I mean, the most memorable episode to people is going to be Disturbed Man. Mine is, uh, oh, God, uh, probably Death's Head Revisited. Cause that, that's the one that kind of hit, that's the one that kind of took me off guard about, I was not expecting an episode like that, so. I know you were moved by it. I was. I was crying. I made him cry. You made him cry his own tears. <laughs> it touched you in places you hadn't been touched since kindergarten. Right. <laughs> It's like the Jody Whitaker era. I'm gonna talk about that. <laughs> just the first season. Rest of well, from a from a from a just us three perspective, definitely changing of the guard because the the heated battleness that came down because of that. Yes, yeah. I was actually looking at that and I was like, I don't know if that's my most memorable. But it is up there because I didn't yeah. expect it to be. I did not while we were watching that episode, and it's more recent. I wasn't expecting it to be very impactful. And then when it got there, I was like, oh, you know what? That that was really well done. But yeah, as far as like episodes that define Twilight Zone, I mean, I would say that either the dummy or um, to serve man just because of what they are. But yeah, for us personally or me personally, I don't know. I suppose I'd, I'd like the dummies um, vibe or tone. I didn't think it was a great episode, honestly. It's like Tales from the Crypt forgot what studio to go to and went to the twilight zone <laughs> and the I, decade I really liked, yeah i really like the vibe but i wouldn't say it 
it doesn't define the season for me. I would say either um, the serve man. That's just an easy one. Or uh, oh, five yeah. characters in search of a trash can. I would agree with that. <laughs> Is there an episode that like you you liked that you weren't that you didn't think you were gonna like? Is there an episode in there? Like, well, things I don't remember a lot of them like from their names, especially. I can't say I went in saying, no, I'm not going to like this one. Um, I went into the only one that really like besides to surf man, which I knew that one, it, I didn't dislike it. The only one that really, that I remembered from the name, just beat for beat was uh kick the can because of the movie. And, yeah. but no, I went in knowing I didn't really care for the one in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and the one here I thought was yeah, about the same. <laughs> it wasn't the same, exactly the same, but like the feeling was kind of like, I was like, eh, it's whatever. As far as like, maybe like after a few minutes of watching it, thinking, hmm, I don't know about this one. Really, the only one that did that for me would be that one we, we were talking about a minute ago, the um, shit, Changing of the Guard. That was the one that about halfway through, I was kind of like, I don't, I don't think I'm going to love this one. It'll, it's probably just going to be like middle middle of the road for me and i ended up liking it a lot more than i thought i would I'm trying to look at the other ones i don't think none of the other ones really hit me like that That's maybe it. say oh yeah i like this one a lot more trade-ins was kind of like that but i liked it's i liked it's uh it's set up it had an interesting little neat setup i thought i was gonna i will say this i thought i was gonna like uh i seen the body electric i thought i was gonna like that more than i did you just don't like the kid playing at the eyeballs. <laughs> that was the best part. No, that was actually the the first half of that I was into, and I was kind of liking it, and it was the second half that I was kind of like, it, I, did, I felt like it plateaued, and it didn't really go anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, like, I could really. see that. And I thought I had a good setup. I, I remember enjoying the mirror, and then we watched the mirror again, and I realized I didn't like the mirror. Well, I think it's it. I think again, it's that critical perspective thing that does change your perceptions of things. Yeah, because I mean, I could I could list a lot of them on this list that, like, just in casual viewing, you know, if it came up on a marathon or whatever, I was always a fan of. But you know, you get talking critically, like frisbee or um, hocus pocus and frisbee. That was always one of those episodes that I was really enjoyed, just because it was goofy and kind of weird. But when you get sit down and actually talk about it, it's kind of like, ah, it's okay. It's nothing special. The jungle. Oh, yeah. I knew the basic premise of the jungle because it's more or less been done before. So going into that, I had a pretty good idea what it was going to be. And I expected that one to be better. Like, and then not even halfway through, I was like, oh no, this is not good. Yeah. This is I going mean, I down was, the um, road. I was you expecting the fugitive to tell I was gonna say I was expecting a fugitive to tell me who the one armed man was. And I didn't get that. <laughs> yeah, definitely some false advertisement there. Yeah. The passerby I expected to at least be decent because it was Twilight Zone, but it sucked so fucking bad that I was like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> this is awful. Um and then Abraham Lincoln showed up to make it even worse. Nothing against Abraham Lincoln, <laughs> but it was just kind of like, really, guys? That's that's the road we're going. I mean, yeah. to be fair, the thing that surprised me the most is the appreciation of Triv, who was appreciative of the fact there were so many shirtless men in this season. 
well, you know. Was she appreciative of that or were you? Because well, I, I think that was that was Charles just as much Bronson you. Up. Yeah. Well, I mean, there was like, there was a sexy motherfucker right here. <laughs> Ooh, no, there was uh, what, what's his wish. face? Uh, uh, Robert Redford, I think, was shirtless too. Yeah. Was he? he was. Yeah. I remember him. He was death, but was he shirtless? Yep. At uh, one yeah, point, he, he was. The old yeah. lady. Yeah. His nothing mom? in the nothing. Nothing it's in the dark. She died. She saw Robert Redford shirtless. She's like, oh, oh Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Look at those pectorials. <laughs> I was surprised how, like, because I remember Young Men's Fancy and thinking it was kind of, you know, I, it's whatever. But it actually kind of, I'm not going to say made me mad, but kind of put me off. It's like this son of a bitch, you know, I don't know. But oh, that's the one with the mom in the house. Yeah, that yeah. one had a lot of potential. It did. I felt so. In the end, I, I, that was another one I didn't like. The end, how they executed that, it suddenly became this supernatural thing or whatever. I don't know, but I was like, they could have done that differently. They did not need to show the mom. I think I said that already. Yeah. So I will say the award for best pantless episode is, of course, uh, Once Upon a Time with. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. And best fireworks on head. Yeah, exactly. That was the time machine was involved uh, sparklers. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's the, the Buster Keaton one. Yep. And then yeah, he steals yeah. the pants and yeah. That was a neat episode. You know, I'm not going to sit here and say it was like the best, but it was really neat. It really said this. Is, that was the Buster Keaton episode. Oh, yeah. And it knew it. It wore that badge with honor on it, you know, just right there. And I, I like that. They just kind of, hey, we're going to take a break from Twilight Zone and just Love a little bit of Twilight Zone, but this is Buster Keaton, my friend. And I thought that was really neat. You know, and I think that's probably what and I, I know that that uh Carol Burnett was relative was not early, early in her career, but a little bit, you know, it was before she, she hit her stride. Working, yeah. Right. She wasn't working the way that she did a couple of years later. But I think that's probably the thing that that held back Cavender is coming was you didn't have you got glimpses, but you didn't get that outright slapstick that would have helped it to be better that episode needed to come out like three four five years later agreed or needed to be written three or four five years later yeah i think she was getting known but she wasn't known for she hadn't hit like you said she hadn't hit that stride yet so they didn't have that well to play off of like they did with keaton right no agreed and that definitely where you're at in your career definitely makes a difference with that yeah she hadn't found her carol burnettness yet yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't really have much more else to say except uh, season three. You gone. You in the <laughs> books. And uh, yeah, stick so, a fork in her. Yeah, stick a fork in her. They're done. And so, you in the comments below, definitely tell us what your favorite episode of season three was. If you watched it with us, if you took notes with us, serve manager favorite episode. <laughs> exactly talk about how perchance the dream should have been number one on this list but wasn't you know well wrong season i don't care i don't care true i don't care number one number one number one uh if you want to uh track number down one. uh nick and really tell him how you feel with pokers and flaming torches uh you can find him at the movie emporium in florida yeah look for the movie emporium in florida yeah i i dare you to find it anyways uh okay you should rename so... your channel and bring it back and just call it florida man 
There's <laughs> probably a couple of those already. Florida man reviews. Yes. I, I could do I could call it Florida Pussy and just shoot video of my cat. Aw. Do Florida man Florida. reviews and have like alligators and stuff with you every time. <laughs> As you wrestle them around, you're like it's called Dune 2. <laughs> you know what would be funny? I'd probably end up in Grand Theft Auto 6. I'd be like, oh, this is a wacky and crazy and good times. Well, you know what you do? You you get a hand puppet that's a that's an alligator, and every time you're trying to make a point, it like comes in out of shot and like tries hey. to make out your throat. <laughs> no, I, I bring I bring the puppet in. I get off screen. I'm like, rah, 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 rah. Get back, get down. I'm like, I'm Leave coming me alone, for you, Lucas. <laughs> like, I'm coming for you, Bongo. Rah, rah, rah. Anyways, uh, so that's season three. That's the end of it. Uh, we're heading into season four next week. This is the season of the end of all seasons. This will probably ruin us all if to never do a podcast ever again. But we will make it through. Join us. We're going to have many, many guests, probably many, many guests that never want to come back because of the season. Uh, this is going to be a she weird. It's going to be crazy. Yeah, this is this, <laughs> this is when Jacob just full, fully orgasms all over the place because he's going to enjoy this season so much. <laughs> It's going to be he, all invaders all the time. I know. He's just going to be like, oh. Bill and Rod Serling's uh, name at the top of his lungs. Uh, <laughs> he's uh, he's had like many beef burritos. Uh, anyways, I don't know. Anyways, with that said, uh, that's season three. That's the end of it. But season four is coming up. You've heard us talk about this season for Many, many eons. It's the 50-minute episode season. So, Jacob, you might have to spend a little more time watching episodes this season. I'm sorry. No, no. You might have to watch, like, 40 minutes instead of 30 minutes on your phone and then the rest on this. I only did it twice. Uh, But we'll we'll see. We're going to look war-torn after this season. It's going to be crazy. But first of all, season four, it starts out with season four, episode one, which is called In His Image. It's directed by actually Perry Lafferty, written by Charles Beaumont, based off his book. Uh, this is an episode that stars George Prisner. Folks, this is at the beginning of season ah, four. Can you imagine what we're going to be at the end? <laughs> uh, I'm going to laugh anyways, my ass off when we get to the end of the fourth season and we come back and we do this, this episode before the fourth season. We're like, I liked it more than third. <laughs> well, like see, so we got, the Pretty first good. episode premieres January 30th and we got as long as nothing happens one two three four five six it's only seven, like eight, 18 nine, episodes 10, yeah 11 12 13 14 15 it's basically the same length as the first season but the it's 18 hour up or 18 one hour 18, episodes oh my god of- <laughs> yeah 1800 18, hours yes 1800 hours of twilight zone content streamed directly into your brain oh by the way if if we if everything goes to plan and we uh, are able to get through the season with no problems we should be done by may 28th of 2024 really oh yeah, wow that's, that's 18 weeks from now we'll be so. done may 28th of 2025 <laughs> <laughs> well that's actually the week of uh is that the week of memorial day it's the 28th or yep. something like that so we'll be done by Memorial Day. We'll say that. Yep. Anyways, so in his image, the first of the hour-long episodes. Good Lord, help us all. And, you know, we look as as uh, as uh, what's his name? Watchman. 
He said, they said, you know, look up the sky. He said, no. <laughs> oh, Rorschach. 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 Yeah. They, they said, God help us. I looked up in the sky. He said, no. Yeah. Anyways, George Grizzard stars in this episode. <laughs> you might remember him from The Chaser. Uh, Gail Kobe, Catherine Squire, James C. A. A. C. A. So anyways, we'll look forward to that. God, I'm not looking forward to the fourth season, but we're we're gonna trek on through. We're getting through this damn series, whether we like it or not, people. Whether it kills us or not, we're bringing it back. Triv, Jacob, what a way to end the third season with nonsense that I just said. It's good times. Have by none. <laughs> you guys have content. Triv wants to go to sleep because she's tired of this nonsense. Triv, where's your where, where's your channel? Where's it? Uh, it's somewhere in the 2D plane. Uh that's that's good to hear. <laughs> No, I'll uh, just you see can... how long can make that last. <laughs> you can find me here on uh, YouTube's uh, Trivial Theater. Uh, I just, by the time this drops, I will have put out Blood Sucking Pharaohs in Pittsburgh. Uh, it's a funky little POS of a movie from the 1990s slash 80s. Fun movie. Uh, stars uh, several people and a tomato uh, salmon casserole that's really chunky. I think I stars several people in a casserole. <laughs> Not in a casserole, but also with a, a casserole. So, uh, good old B level quality material. Oh yeah, yeah. So look forward to that, Jacob. What do you got? I have a channel. <laughs> you have a couple channels. I do. I have a couple of channels. One of them I don't really put much on. Pretty much the same thing I say every week, ladies and gentlemen. I'm working on some shit, and it'll get done when it's done. I'm like, it's, it's going to happen when it happens. I have started to like pick up uh, production. Pre-product, I guess pre would be pre-product. I don't know. Product. I'm working on shit. It's coming along. Um, I do want to go ahead because it's been a little bit. I was looking at my analytics and my channel has started to get subscribers. I'm getting ever closer to that 1,000 subscribers. So go over there to RetroJKXY and subscribe so that when I release my next video, maybe I might get a little bit of couch change from doing so. Because all I gotta do is I just got that one metric, just gotta hit that thousand. But I, if I had, if I were a betting man, which I'm not, I would say that my next video should be out in the house in February ish, somewhere, somewhere in February. If I had to guess, I'd say I'm gonna shoot for the beginning of February. But you know, so look forward. It's pretty people. good in some things, but not in releasing video or uh, YouTube content. But I'd say probably. Sometime in February, I should have that next video out. And I am, depending upon, and so this is all up to you guys now. I put this on your plate. Oh, no. Not you guys. Those guys. Oh, phew. <laughs> the ones that are listening and we're watching. Ooh. If this video does well, then I do plan on doubling down and focusing on getting content out much more regularly. I have some ideas for some in-between content I can do, as well as my big videos. I don't want to wait five months for each video so if you like my content go spread the word and and show my next video that'll be out in february ish some some love and if it if it does well i don't expect it to do as well as my my dreamcast video but if it does decent if i if i see a good you know turnout for it then i'll say okay there's a want there's a need oh, and baby, it's my oh, duty baby. to please that booty <laughs> so i'll yes, more content it, quicker <laughs> Give Jacob the subscriber suppository so it come out quicker. It come out in yes. in, in oh my God. drainage droves and rushes and liquefy. 
And if you don't show up for it, then the next video after that is May 2025. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So look forward to that. Jacob's 2025, 2025 video, Triv's Sucking Vampires of Pittsburgh. And for me, I got one more thing I'm doing, live live viewing of uh, the Oscars, and uh, my channel will be done, and I won't have any more videos. Well, I'd say don't, <laughs> don't put it out that way. I mean, if there's something you want to cover, then cover it's it. It's over, Triv. Okay. I'm just it's saying. Over. Never say never. It's over. No, uh, yeah, for the time being, I, I want to focus on other stuff like writing and no, understand. I, I want to learn to play the guitar and I want to, I want to film a champagne commercial in France and, uh, yeah, ah, the French, <laughs> yes, get my trucker's license, which I've been putting off for a while. So that's what, if you guys are all wondering why I quit the review channel, those are the main reasons writing guitar lessons and French people and, you know, trucking, trucking. I don't know, space trucking, <laughs> yeah, with, uh, with, with square pegs. Yeah, I'm gonna get some space pants as well. You know that type of thing. So. Space pants. Hey, I made that joke in my in my uh, space truckers review. Did you space did. pants? But anyways, we're gonna head out. We're gonna prepare. We're putting our war camo, our camo and gear and guns, and preparing for the four season. So next week we're gonna jump full into the four season of the Twilight Zone. But for right now. We're done with the third season, people. So without further ado, we're heading out. And for myself, Triv, and Jacob, we'll see you guys next time in the Twilight Zone. Peace out, motherfuckers.